Voices of TNT. This week we speak with Ryan Hatch, TNT participant, on how he found Team in Training and what that first finish line meant to him. Hey everybody, uh, my name is Ryan. Um, I've been involved with the Leukemia Lymphoma Society for about five years now. I, you know, I've, I've done a lot of the different programs because there's a number of different fundraising programs that they do. Team and Training is probably the one that is my absolute favorite. It's the one that's dearest to my heart. And I was thinking about why that is because in any support type group, fundraising for cancer, or diabetes, anything you want to talk about, people go in and they share their stories and they're emotional and they open up and so they make connections there. But with Team and Training, there's people that are going to be doing races like half marathons, full marathons, Ironmans, uh, triathlons, 100-mile bike rides. These are things that are physically exhausting. And when you do that, and you do that with a group of people, there's a, there's a connectivity between the physical and the emotional. So not only are you emotionally invested in these people and their well-being, but then at the end of a team and training event, you go wrap each other up in big sweaty hugs and it just brings you together in a way that like none of these other groups get. And it's, it's really magical to me. Um, I want to talk about just maybe my first season, just a couple stories from my first season with team and training. This would have been right about November of 2010 when I, when I went to my first meeting with team and training, I had found a, a flyer on my windshield that somebody put under the windshield wiper and I had heard of team and training in the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, but I really didn't have any kind of connection that was near enough to me to really spur me on to do it, to make me go and you know sign up for a, a distance event. But at this time, I was now in my first wait and see period, which I, I say because... In April of 2010, I was diagnosed with stage 3 non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Too widespread throughout my body to be able to cut out, I had to start doing chemo. And I did about three and a half years worth of chemo. You go for a number of times, you go get your treatments, and there's a round of usually like six or so. uh, And then you have to stop, and you wait for six months. And it's just a wait and see. And in that wait and see time, in that period, it is unbelievably agonizing the not knowing. Sure, you get physical, you get sick, you get tired, you get fatigue and nausea and all that kind of stuff, but the not knowing what is happening or what could happen is as stressful and as difficult to go through as anything else. So I'll tell you about the first meeting that I went to. I had I got this flyer and I was in my first in-between wait-and-see period not knowing what was happening. And I thought, maybe I should go to this. I I think I should go to this. So I go, and this was a a meeting in the Lucky Lab, uh, which is a a brewery restaurant over in northwest Portland. Uh, And they have a a good-sized meeting room that they kind of uh, roped off for us and, you know, let us do our thing in there. And so people would get up and they'd talk about the Leukemia Lymphoma Society and team and training and how team and training is a fundraiser for, you know, the Leukemia Lymphoma Society and helps advances on 
cancer research and fighting cancer and everything, but they also have some people get up there and talk about their own personal stories. And I really, I didn't know anybody in the room and there was a, there was a good amount of people in this meeting. And I sat there and I was quiet and I didn't talk to anybody because I'll be honest, I was scared and it's not of crowds. I have no problems with talking to people and things like that. I was scared of my cancer and I didn't want to talk to people about my cancer, but I listened to all these other people and their stories and, and their struggles and how, how team and training helped these cancer people, really patients really helped them get through some of their struggles. And by the end of this meeting, I was so overwhelmed that I called my wife and I knew that we didn't have the $50 or so or whatever they were asking for as a, a start to my fundraiser goal. I didn't have that money, but I called my wife and I said, I was choking through tears. I, I said, I have to do this. And she, she didn't even hesitate. She just said, yes, go ahead. And I think it was mostly because I wanted to, I don't know, I it, try to prove to myself that I could still live, that I could still do something and be active. And I figured that while I hated distance running, I figured doing something like running would probably be one of the best things that I could do for me mentally, because, you know, the, the, the drugs, the chemo, the, the medicines, the doctors, they do everything that they can. And all you got to do is sit there and you got to, you just sit there and be a pincushion, right? And you, you take it and there's nothing that you can do that way, but getting out and trying to do something active and be physical and try to help my body improve was as much for my own mental, uh, stability. That's probably the right word for my own mental stability. That's what I needed to do. And I cried choking this out. I need to do this. And she said, yes, go ahead. So I signed up. Um, now you go through and you do team and training and you go to early morning runs on Saturday mornings and you meet your whole team and your group and you get there and you run and you're sweaty and you smelly. And at the end, you know, you're high five and you're like, yeah, that was awesome, man. I really stink. Hey, let's go get pancakes before we go shower. And everybody's like, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> Poor people in the restaurants. But, um, you get kind of a, a, a lot of fun and you get to know people. And it was uh, like, you know, I, I didn't really, even then I still throughout this whole season, I didn't, I didn't talk about my cancer because I didn't want to. And I just kind of wanted to try to be there and just try to be normal and just keep running. But I was, I was there and the people that were on my team I noticed every Saturday morning it was it was a support group for me and it was where I went even if I felt horrible um, just to feel better. There were times because I started going through chemo again there were you know times that I couldn't run. I would have like a long day like five or six hours of chemo on one day on like a, a Thursday and then I have a short day like on Friday. And only like three hours and then I would go Saturday morning. Usually I didn't try to run those days. Um, I would go and just be there to cheer on my teammates and to, like I said, to feel better. It was very selfish of me, but it was for me to feel better about who I was, about being there, all that kind of stuff. But I didn't like to talk about my cancer much. It was, uh, to be honest, I felt ashamed of it. I felt like I had, I had done something horrible to deserve it. And I didn't want other people to look at me as if I was a social disease. But uh, I want to get to kind of the, the end of that first season. 
So I'm, I'm going through chemo and now I'm, I've been done with chemo for about a month, I think. And I start getting feverish and crazy feverish. And that's one of those signs where you got to like watch out for the doctors order you to kind of be a hypochondriac a little bit, which, you know, is a good thing. So I start paying attention. I'm like, all right, if the fever gets so high, you know, it gets over this point, then I got to go into the doctor. Well, it happened like late in the middle of the night or on a weekend or something. So you go to the emergency room. They're like, oh, yeah, you have pneumonia. And I was like, great. Um, because at this point, it was now literally two weeks before my race weekend. This is the first half marathon I've ever run because, like I said, I didn't I didn't like distance running. I was tired. I had pneumonia, and I was like, "Please, just please don't don't make me skip this. Let me go. Let me finish my race. Let me just do it." So the ER doctors, they, you know, take all the x-rays or whatever they have to do. And they give me some uh, antibiotics and drugs and medicines and stuff. And then I go back into the oncologist uh, Monday when he was back in the office. And we're talking about it. And my wife is there with me. And I said, Does, I, I don't want to ask this, but can I, can I still do my race? And he knew that I was training for this. And he, he knew that I was working up to this. And he's like, well, you're going to be tired, but it's not going to hurt your cancer any. <laughs> that means yes. <laughs> My wife didn't like to hear that, but I sure did. So literally two weeks before the race, I was in the ER with pneumonia. I had finished chemo by about a month and then race weekend. Now uh, this was something, and, and really I think this is why more than anything, this is what has endeared me to team and training. So it's kind of a, a long clip, I guess, but uh, I have a lot of stories that I could tell about team and training in the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, but it really is this weekend that just made me come back every time. So the night before any big race, you have your big like team and training dinner meeting uh, and they go through and they have a speaker that talks about, again, same kind of a format where they talk about kind of what the mission of team and training is and Leukemia Lymphoma Society and all these things, but then I also have somebody that stands up and is kind of like a patient who, uh, is what they call the honored patient, and the honored patient or honored teammate um, tells a little bit about their story. Well, with not the honored teammate, but with the other person talking, they went through and they said, okay, now I want anybody who has ever had cancer, been through chemo, anything, or is currently going through chemo to stand up. So I stood up. I didn't know that they were going to do that. And it kind of caught me off guard, but I stood up and they were saying, you know, look around the room. And I made the mistake of looking, making eye contact with one of my teammates that season. And the thing is, is I didn't even really know her. I, I recognized her. I had seen her. She had been at the, the runs and stuff, but she was a lot faster than me, so I didn't bother to try to run with her. <laughs> um, but I made eye contact with her, and we held each other's gaze for just a minute, and then we both quickly looked away right before we both started bawling because we were about, and we were on the edge, and we were we were on the verge. And she has, it's kind of one of those weird moments that happens with human training, and she's become one of my favorite people. But it was standing there realizing that I, I have cancer 
and I can look around the room and I can see other people that have as well, that go through this struggle. I'm not alone in that. And team and training filled out that room for hundreds of people. And I've, I've been to different races. I've been to races in Canada and there are hundreds and thousands of people at these races that are there for team and training. And it doesn't matter what event, there are people there and it's just, it's an awesome feeling. So next day, race day, um, one of my other teammates had found out that I was just in the hospital with pneumonia. At that point, her, <laughs> her maternal instincts kick in. She refused to leave my side for the whole race. She figured if I need to walk, then she'll walk. If I felt like I could run, then she'll run. But she wouldn't leave my side. I, she was too worried about me, which I'm sure my wife completely appreciates. So we're running, we're running, right? The race gets started, I'm all nervous, we're hanging out beforehand, but we start running and uh, we get going. And then as I get to a point where I need to walk, I decide, okay, we'll walk. And I tell her, I'm sorry, I gotta walk. And she said, no, that's fine, go ahead, you take your break. And then after a bit, I was like, okay, now I think I'm just being lazy, so I'd start running again. <laughs> I made the mistake of saying that out loud because at that point, she gave me a window. Whenever I needed to walk, she would let me walk. But then she would cut me off and she'd say, okay, let's start running now. And so I would start running again. <laughs> she kept me going. Um, probably about mile eight. Uh, is it... Yeah, it was around mile eight on that race. And this was in Seattle. It was a rock and roll marathon. Um, around mile eight, we're running. And I happened to look down and see the back of my teammate's shirt. And in that space where you have the space to write, you know, who you're running for, who you're racing for, whatever. People in memory, people in honor. I saw my name there. And I thought, no, surely there's another Ryan because it's, you know, like one of the most common names in the 70s, right? It's got to be somebody else. No, I asked her, I said, well, hey, is that, is that my name while we're running? And she said, yes. That blew me away. I had no idea. And I found out afterwards that there were a number of my teammates at that race that had put my name on their shirt. It was five years ago, well, four and a half years ago from that race, and it still gets me all choked up. I'm, I'm tearing a little bit. But as we got near that last five miles, and I didn't want anybody to carry me or to push me along, I just wanted to be able to finish the race on my own, I found that there were people that were carrying me the entire time. When I crossed the finish line, she grabbed my hand and she held it high. And we crossed the finish line of my first race. And that was my first season with team and training. And afterwards, because of the emotional connections and because of the, the incredible support that those teammates were to me through a very difficult time starting in my life, I have come back. I've come back to team and training. I've been parts of many seasons. I've done, like I said, races all over. I've done other events with the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, but like I said, team and training has always 
my favorite. It's the one where I feel I both give and get the most emotionally, physically. Anyway, I I don't know uh I don't know what else you really want to hear. It is it is with great pride and great honor that I often will put on that purple jersey or purple race shirt and happy to put my hand in the middle and yell go team with everybody. Go team. A huge thank you to Ryan. Ryan is currently in remission and loving life every second of the day. He's an illustrator, designer, father, and husband. Ryan Hatch is TNT.